Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. God bless you, get woke. Folks, MIP is now COVID free, meaning free to all subscribers as we navigate this pandemic. We're thinking about everyone and we've got to get through this together. So for a limited time, no fee to subscribe to make it plain on your favorite podcast app. Folks, um, a lot is going on, obviously, in the country and nation and the world uh, in the aftermath of uh, George Floyd's death. And now there's even uh, another a reporting of another shooting in Louisville. So much is going on. Um, why don't we check in with a friend from the Black Belt, um, from Alabama, as a matter of fact. He is the state Alabama State Conference Chair of the NAACP. Bernard Simelton joins us today. Brother Samuelson, God bless you. How are you? And and first of all, how are you and your loved ones getting along in this pandemic? Is everybody healthy and, and safe? Yes, uh, Mark, we are doing well. We are staying safe. We're um, doing social distancing. And my, every time I come home, my wife makes me take off my shoes at the door. And 
and spray them off before I come in the house. So we are doing fine and uh, uh, we're just glad to uh, um, be able to maneuver throughout this, uh, navigate the this virus and uh, we are safe though. We thank you for asking. So let me, let me, let me ask this too. Uh, what's the, the, the status in, in Alabama right now? Are you all, is everything kind of still shut down or is it partially yeah. open? And, and I don't yeah. even know, but now forgive me, what city are you in? I'm in the Huntsville area. Gotcha. Okay. 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 Yes. Everything, everything is opening back up and we are almost open back up completely. Uh, the beaches are open and the governor wanted to get the beaches open so that people could attend the beaches uh, last week on Memorial Day. And so restaurants are open, barbershops are open, nail salons are open, uh, but they're still supposed to practice the social distancing of six feet. So uh, restaurants are open at, uh, I think about uh, uh, 50. Oh, yeah, something happened here, wait a minute. Oh, that's some interference. Okay, go ahead. Uh, pick up what you said. You said, you said restaurants are open? Yeah, restaurants are open about 50% of capacity uh, so that they can able to maintain social distancing. But once so I went by yesterday, uh, Best Buy, you know, they, they're open, but they're not allowing customers in either. So I, I don't know if that's just something locally or that's regional, but uh, most other stores like you know, Best Buy, uh, Staples, and uh, uh, Office Depot, they're open. You know, you can go in and buy what you need. So, so are we seeing the same number of disproportionate infections and deaths when right. it comes to African Americans in Alabama as we are elsewhere? Right. Um, there's much larger percentage of uh, African-Americans who, who are dying and who are catching the virus. Um, it's sort of out in Alabama, the, it's sort of out in Birmingham was the hot spot for uh, probably about two or three weeks. And then it uh, starts spreading to other parts of the state. And even though Birmingham is still somewhat of a hot spot, it is not uh, as bad as Mobile, and Tuscaloosa, and then there's some other smaller towns around the city, I mean, around the state that are, their numbers are increasing. So, but Mobile, uh, and of course you've heard on the news, I'm quite sure about Montgomery, you know, the mayor there a week or so ago said, you know, if you get sick here and you need a ICU bed, we don't have it for you. I think that that particular time they had about one bed left. So uh, it, it's still spreading, it's still, uh, active, the virus is is not, uh, uh, you know, it's, 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 you know, the quarantine is having an effect, but our numbers are still going up, and I'm surprised that the governor, you know, I guess I shouldn't have been, but uh, I was surprised that she opened the state up the way it did, because our numbers are going upwards rather than trending down. Yeah. So, so in your view, it's probably, Alabama's probably still not ready to reopen, is it? Well, no, not fully re re ready to reopen. Um, and I don't, I can't see when it will be ready to really reopen fully, you know, unless something really changes within the next month or so that the numbers start trending tremendously down because of the, uh, the way it's trending now. And then with the, uh, all the events that are going on, uh, 
you know, I don't think those numbers are going to trend down, but, you know, uh, I'm not a scientist, I'm not a, uh, a doctor, so I don't know, but it's just, I don't think they're going to trend down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's scary too, man, just because if, if, I, if black numbers are already high, right, and this reopening doesn't go well, black numbers are going to continue to go up, that's, that's, and that's enough, brother, without police violence. Right. Well, you know, it's one thing that um, some of our NAACP units are doing. They are going to uh, partner with uh, hospitals and other organizations to try and get more testing in some of the uh, communities. And so hopefully that will, well, hopefully it will let people know whether they have the virus at, at that particular time only, you know, because every day is a new day as you meet more people, as you, you know, work out into the community, you know, you don't know who you come in contact with that may have it, uh, even though, you know, people are still wearing masks and, and up in North Alabama, uh, you know, for the most part, people wear masks, you know, fairly decent. I would say probably going to store probably 50% of the people will, will have masks and, uh, but, you know, as the summer goes on, people start getting out, people go, start going to the beaches. Matter of fact, our health officer, uh, Dr. Harris, last week said, you know, he did not like what he saw at the beach on Memorial Day. You know, he did not like what he saw. And so, uh, you know, I'm thinking another week or so, you'll determine if that uh, numbers are going up based on people at the beach on Memorial Day. And, now uh, that's impacting our numbers. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's going to be necessary, obviously, for there to be some type of vote by mail system in November. Right. Is, well, is, is Alabama ready for that, or or what's what you all's vote by mail status? I'm scared to ask. Well, you know, uh, our Secretary of State, uh, John Merrill, he um, uh, when when Trump came out a few weeks ago and said that. Uh, uh, you know, voting by mail is, is going to be a lot of cheating and all this and that going on. John Merrill came out boldly and said, don't worry, you know, Alabama is not going to vote by mail. And so we don't have a quote unquote vote by mail. We do have what he's calling unexcused absentee voting. And that will suffice to some extent, but you still got to have people to if you're in a home by yourself, you gotta have someone either to come over uh, or you gotta go and get your ID, pitch, copy picture of your ID, uh, and then submit that and, or either get it notarized by someone who recognize you, uh, who know you. So for the exposing yourself to elements and you know what we would like to see is um, that everybody is have an opportunity to vote by mail without uh, excuse. Now, there's no absentee excuse, but if you read the application that he has, it says, you know, there's a penalty if you lie on the form, but John Merrill is saying, well, just tell, just mark the form that you will be sick on that day. And, you know, no, and, and, and but, you know, that's a, a false statement. Uh, even though he has said that no one's going to be prosecuted over that, but 
mm-hmm. you still signing that false statement. And so we would like to see that everybody, you know, like uh, Colorado, uh, Utah, and some of the other states uh, have uh, totally uh, mail-in ballot uh, options. So yeah, that's yeah. what we were looking for. Yeah, and 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 that's what we need. Any other funny business going on? Are they not? Are they not purging? You know, sometimes I know they like to purge black voters off the rolls and everything. Pardon well, me. Is, that, they, is that a threat? They they purge uh, periodically after the after each uh, election. Uh, they they do a purge. So. Um, uh, they would do one after the um, um, uh, November election, and so uh, they did one. I think it was last year after the uh, well, you know, after the um, uh, year before last. Now after the uh, midterm election, they did a big purge, and several people uh, were purged off the uh, roster. And what we tell people is that you know, you got to beat the system. You should not have to, but you got to check and double check that to make sure that, you know, uh, your name still appears on the rosters. Because if you wait until the day of the election and you go there and your name is not there, you're running late or whatever, you know, you may not get an opportunity to vote. And and we tell people to vote provisional, and I don't totally trust provisional ballots, but you yeah. uh, uh, you, you have to sit, sit there sometime and argue with people saying, well, give me a provisional ballot. You know, some, some of the uh, polling places don't make it readily available for you to use uh, a provisional ballot if, you know, you have to. But we encourage people just to check and double check to make sure that they're still on the voting rolls wherever they vote at. So, so where is the Senate race right now? Is it, are we still in the primaries? You all have, you all haven't had your primary yet, or have you had your primary? Yeah, yeah, we had our prim- primary back in March, and um, that's right, that's right. We, the, 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 what happened is we were supposed to have a runoff on the uh, March twenty seventh, and um, the pandemic hit, and so they have delayed the runoff for anyone that was, you know, in the runoff for the primary until. July the 14th. So okay. next month we have a, um, uh, for the runoff election, all those who are facing runoff that will be take place next month. Now, does that include the runoff include Jeff Sessions and Roy Moore? Yes. Well, yes, yes. Well, it's not uh, Roy Moore, it's Jeff Sessions and Tommy Tuberfield. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. So Roy Moore was eliminated. Right, right. Thank good. Thank God. Now we just got to <laughs> do, do something. So, and I know you're not, I know the NAACP is nonpartisan. Right. I'm just asking for your political analysis. <laughs> can can Doug Jones beat Jeff Sessions? It just in terms of what you think in the in the fall in November. Um, you talking about if it's if 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 Jeff Sessions runs the or wins the um Republican nomination? Yeah. Um. Yes. Uh, okay. I, I mean, I think you know my personal opinion is if. Session were to beat Tommy Tuberfield, and a lot of people saying that he can't, but you know because oh, Trump really? has Trump has come out and endorsed Tommy Tuberfield. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. And so that's what people are saying that uh, he's going to uh, win over Session in their in the Republican primary, and but I think Session has a lot of baggage that can be brought up that will uh, enable whoever's running against him to win, you know. Okay. 
and, and, and I don't know if the Republicans will bring it all up, you know, and I don't know if if he were to win, I don't know what Trump will say, whether Trump will say, you know, well, go and vote for Doug Jones, you know, he's better than Session, or if he will eat some of the words that he said about Session, you know, saying that he's the worst mistake that uh, that he made by appointing him as Attorney General. And, uh, you know, I, I put a little nice note out there the other day on, uh, on, on a post that I saw about Session. I said, Jeff, why don't you encourage people to uh, vote Democrat? What do you have to lose? <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, well, so I don't know a lot about Tommy. Can Doug, if Tommy's a nominee, can Doug beat Tommy? Well, first of all, what does Tommy do? Is he is he an elected official now? He was a coach of Auburn for Auburn football. Oh, so, that's who that is. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. So he, he he he's running on that. He doesn't have any political experience. Um, but he's uh, uh, you know a. Uh, a football coach at Auburn, you know, and uh, uh, of course, between Auburn and Alabama, you know, they think those coaches are, um, you know, they're God and yeah. uh, do wrong. And so um, uh, they're, I mean, he's going to get some, he could get, get a lot of support, no doubt, you know, but his name uh, outside of football is not known, you know, throughout, he's not known in the political world, but you know, since Trump is supporting him, you know that's going to carry a lot of weight in the um, in the in the primary runoff for uh, Tuberville. So uh, I, I now, I'm not, you know, if I would, uh, well, I, I think Session because Session still have a lot of supporters in Alabama. You know, mm. and regardless of what he's done, uh, didn't do, you know, he he still has a lot of supporters in uh in alabama and i was just driving through you know the neighborhood the other day and um you know they're just now beginning to start their kind of final campaign for the uh, runoff and uh, i just you know, saw a lot more session signs than i did Tuberville. but you know just one neighborhood and so i don't know if that means anything or not just uh, observation it was interesting if if, if trump has endorsed tommy and then Sessions, you know, kind of shot back at Trump when Trump was attacking him in the tweet. I thought that was interesting. But but it's interesting to get your perspective. So so Bernard, just as we can know each other. So you is Alabama your home? Is that where no? From? I'm, I'm from originally from Mississippi. Uh, okay. I, I spent, uh, 23 years in the Air Force, and when I retired, we uh, we moved to Alabama, and uh, so we've been here 20 years. Uh, uh, well, next next year be well. No, it's 20 years this year. Okay. Amen. Amen. So now, um, tell us about this this mayor that's that is running an ad or something or hmm. promoting a public lynching. Where is this in 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 um, what's what's the name of the city? I can't even pronounce it. Uh, are you talking about Powell down in Mississippi or? Or are you talking about where, where, where is this? Where is Silicaga? S Y L A C Silicaga. Silicaga. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> is that it? That's in Alabama. Right. 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 Yeah. He's um, he's saying that all drug dealers who have been convicted twice, uh, three times, I think it is, should be uh, taken out and lynched. And uh, that was uh, you know his his way of, you know, throwing red meat to his uh, 
his strong base there that you know he's he's going to be a tough guy on uh, uh, on drug dealers and 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 crime and stuff, saying that you know. Uh, people should be lynched. And, um, and so we pushed back real hard on that because, you know, uh, that says two things to us. One is by the mere fact of him mentioning lynching and uh, uh, he, we didn't say he was, uh, you know, directing it towards African-Americans or anything, but, uh, you know, uh, when you use the word lynching, that's what you uh, automatically think about. And uh, so, uh, he came back and said, well, he actually came back and said, well, you know, you're all trying to make it about race. And when in our comments about his statement, it did not mention race at all, you know, and we just said it's, uh, you know, it, it's, it's, you can't lynch a person. It's unconstitutional. It's illegal and all those things. And then he came back and said something about, uh, uh, why are you all trying to make this about race? You know, and, and and so we we responded we responded once and said, well, we're not making it about race. We just talking about you talking about you know uh, uh, lynching people, you know, and uh, lynching drug dealers and specifically, you know. Yeah, I mean, we know when they start talking about law enforcement when it comes to drug dealers, they're not talking about white drug dealers. Right. <laughs> I mean, we don't we don't see white drug dealers uh, picked up that much. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm sure there's some white drug dealers in Alabama, just like they well, are. Yeah. Well, yes, yes. You know, yeah. and white folks uh, use drugs in Alabama. But uh, I mean, that's coded language. And for him to suggest that you're making it about race. So this guy's running for mayor. Is that what he's mm -hmm. doing? I'm reading about him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> He's a, 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 a special education teacher. Mm -hmm. So we've also asked that he should be removed from the schools uh, where he teaches at because of- Well, we haven't said his name yet. Hold on. let's just say his name. Michael Ray James is his name. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so you said he should be removed from the school system too. Right, exactly. That's what we put in our, uh, uh, our you know, reply to what he said. Yes, he has no business being in the school system because, you know, what is he saying to those kids, you know, uh, when he's with them one-on-one, -on -one, you know, and what is he trying to fill their heads and mind with? And and so he has no business being a school teacher and has no business being the mayor of, of any city uh, talking like that, you know. And so, um we're hoping that the people in Central Chicago wise up, and 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 I think I don't think he's uh, has a good chance of winning, but you know, you never know what might happen in in these cases because, uh, and it's a small small city. is It's not a you know large town. So how many uh, black folk so, live there? Did black folk live there? Yeah, uh, I. I think the percentage, I want to say it's around 20%, something like that, uh, is the majority of white town uh, population-wise. And um, it's in Talladega County. If you, I don't know if you know where Talladega is, but uh, where this big speedway is, and that's in, yeah, yeah. in that county. So if it's, a, I'm looking up, the town is 12,000. Hmm. You say yes. it's 20% black. So what is that, about two, two, 300 black people? Am yeah, I right? Yes. Yes. Okay. So, all those two—they're not two. All two or three hundred black people are on drug dealers. <laughs> but if it's ten thousand more white folk, who's buying and using the drugs, Bernard? 
Right, right. So we gonna go lynch all the white folks buying the drugs from the, the one or two black drug dealers, if they even if they even any black drug dealers. Who knows? Might not be no black drug. I, know, yeah. I don't see no black drug dealer making no living with, in a town of twelve thousand white people. <laughs> you're right. You're right. You know, it, it's it's uh, uh, you know uh, uh, he he. I mean, he has he try to have a subtle way of you know making a uh, a statement, but you know. Um, and, and it's interesting how these candidates see there probably aren't any, but he says that and it mobilizes the racist whites in his district, just like right. Ronald Reagan said, welfare queen. There was no welfare queen. That was a mythical figure mm -hmm. he made up, and right. the person never existed. But they use that to to get their base going, just like they you know they use this this whole situation with with these police killings, and we know that many of the peoples who are people who are looting and committing acts of violence. Uh, don't look like us, Bernard. These are uh, white folk that are doing this, mm -hmm. um, uh, and they break these store windows out. So, so talk to us about this. What's the what's uh, what's the police situation where you are, and what is you was NAACP's relationship, if any, in terms of engaging the police department and holding it accountable in Huntsville, and 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 were you the president of the state conference? So, I mean, right. are your branches? Because let me tell you something, Bernard. And you know this, what I'm about to say. We cannot stop police violence from 30,000 feet in the air. Right. Police are governed locally. I'm sorry. And I'm going to say this too, and I've said this to Derek. The NAACP is the only civil rights organization we have right now with chapters in almost every city and every state. Right. So if we can engage in a local struggle against the police departments, we're going to have to engage the NAACP is going to almost really have to be at the forefront of that. Cause don't nobody else have no branches everywhere. Right. So, so, so how are you all, how's that going with you all in Alabama? Are your branches engaging and seeking accountability with police departments or, or just what? Right. And we have been working on this for a number of years. We worked, um, uh, with the, uh, sheriff department, the local police department, we work with state, Troopers uh, here is called ALEA, Alabama Law Enforcement Agency. But uh, what we have done, we've gone, we've gone back and uh, we revised um, what we are calling 10 demands of the police force. Okay. And, and those range from things like um, uh, not, no, ban the use of the knee, ban that tactic. We have things like, um, uh, if a police has a bad record, release that record of that police, release that to the public, release body cam footage when an incident happened so that the community, so that the public will see the same thing that you are seeing. And, you know, we can, you know, draw our own conclusions, but that video needs to be out into the uh, community so that people will see what, what the police see. We are also asking for citizen review boards and citizen review board with teeth, not just, okay, yeah, yeah, we, we heard that. And you no, know, we want the citizen review board to have a subpoena power so that they can subpoena someone, put them on an oath and get them to come in and, and, and talk to them rather than, well, the chief is speaking for the, you know, officer or someone else is speaking for the officer, you know, that, 
does not do justice to what we need for the civilian review boards. So we need civilian review review boards that has teeth and uh, not that not all appointed by the mayor or anyone like that. You know, uh, they need to be a diverse group and it needs to be uh, diversified as to how you are selected for that uh, review board. Yeah. So we are we have these 10 demands that we're given to uh, our branches and we're asking our branches to go engage with their local police departments and let's sit down and talk with them and see you know, what their responses are and try to start pushing that way to get police officers to, uh, uh, to see that you, know, uh, you can make some changes and the mayors, you can make some changes. Let's uh, have these, uh, the review board so that you know, ordinary citizens can see the same thing that you're seeing. Yeah, so let me ask you this, have you contemplated yet what the Alabama State Conference might be prepared to do if they don't meet your demands? Have you well, all thought about that yet? Well, I mean, we always think about, you know, that and, you know, and we certainly can protest, we can march and do that. But, you know, as we tell everybody, the way that we can get that change is through the vote. So we need people to you know, look at what's going on. If the police department does not want to to change, well, let's change who's part of the police department. Let's elect people who are going to, uh, let's elect a, elect a mayor that's going to, you know, support a strong citizen review board, that's going to support, you know, certainly support law enforcement, but also support the citizens when they are not wrong. When you get a citizen that is 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 obvious that's beat up and didn't do anything, just don't automatically assume that the police officer was in the right. And I'm not saying they're always wrong, but they're not always in the right. And why does it, you know, I, I know you've seen these videos on, on, on internet, uh, but I saw one the other day, a, uh, a white person that was being arrested, and there were two, and I don't remember where it was, but anyway, the um, the arresting officers, I mean, they struggled with this guy. They struggled with him. They struggled. He took their batons and beat him across the head with it. He eventually got loose, got into the police car, and drove away. Not one shot fired. Not one shot fired. And if there had been an African-American, a black person, you know, the person would have been dead. If he had made it to the car, you know, the car would have been full of bullet. But this person drove off and in and, and the police car. And of course, they, you know, eventually called him, I assume, but, you know, the video ended, you know, when he was driving off. But that's just the disparity and the difference between how blacks are treated and how whites are treated. And so I think, you know, and, and I know we're getting probably into the Floyd case, but I think this, that incident has wised up a lot of people. And as I told one of the uh, pastors this morning, is beginning to pull the veil from their eye and they can see that what blacks have been talking about for years, you know, we weren't just talking to be talking. We weren't complaining just to be complaining. These were actual factual things. We uh, now have the video to help prove it. And still, sometimes when you have the video, it still doesn't you know, help the case because police officers 
feel and believe that they have a a, a protection that you know the mayor's going to stick up for them the governor's going to stick up for them and of course they're going to stick up for one another and that they are untouchable and so uh i'm hoping that you know with our persistence in, in, and we're telling our branches to be persistent you know if the chief of police tell you well you know i don't want to do it don't want to engage in that well you know maybe wait a week or so but pre keep pressing him or her that we need to sit down and have this conversation to talk about these things and there may be some others that you know you may want to add to the list that each branch want to add to their own list you know yeah yeah as an Alabama transplant from Mississippi. <laughs> I'm sure you and your family know some about lynchings. I'm just sure that's true, right? Well, I mean, from 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 reading, I haven't personally ex experienced or witnessed, uh, but yeah, from reading and stuff like that, yes. Yeah, but I mean, I know it's it's close. I mean, it's happened a lot of times yeah. in the states where you've lived. Right. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yes. What? Tell us just from a personal level. What was your reaction? when you first saw that George Floyd video? Well, um, as I posted on my Facebook page, I mean, that really hurt me to the core. I could not believe what my eyes were seeing. You know, uh, it, I mean, you, you think it was something that was made up or, 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 or something like that. How can, a human being keep their knee on the neck of another person with the handcuffs behind their back. And then two other officers happen to hold this man down. How can that happen today, Mark, in, 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 in a society that is supposed to be concerned about humanity? Yeah. How can that happen to a person? I mean, and the man is sitting there begging, say, sir, I can't breathe. I cannot breathe. And one of the, one of the one, a mayor somewhere said, well, oh, that was the mayor in Pell, Mississippi. He, the mayor there's a, a, a white guy. He said, well, if he can talk, he can breathe. And while, mm. and while the, the officer had his neck, I mean, his knee on the person's neck, killing him, killing him. Mm. Mm. I mean, at any time, any of those three police, other three police officers should have and had the right to say, this is going overboard. Right. What purpose, I mean, what were they trying to do? Were they trying to apprehend him? Were they trying to, you know, what were they trying to do? Because they had him under control. He couldn't do anything. Were they trying to put him in a police car? What were they trying to do? What was going through their minds? Other than just, I want to kill this, you know what? That's what was going through their mind. And I hope no parent, black, white, Asian, Hispanic, no person will have to see their loved one suffer and die on national TV like that. And if it had not been for those who were videotaping it, I guarantee you, this story would have been much, much different. Oh, he was trying to get away and, and he did this and he did that. But thank God for the video. Lastly, you mentioned the importance of the vote. Right. And again, because some people don't really 
get Bernard how localized policing is. Hmm. Yes. Okay. And so some people don't get the importance of voting on the local level, especially young people. And I've just, I was on a couple of conference calls this morning and people were saying that they're afraid young people will really be disaffected this election because they're so angry and they don't trust the system and that uh, they just don't see how a vote is going to stop the police from killing them. But you just said it. So in, in closing today, reiterate that and expand on that if you would how policing is local and if you don't vote for elected officials that run on platforms to hold the police accountable it really won't change right Right. i mean can can you can you emphasize that please yes and and for all our i don't know how many people will be listening to this but that's it that's one of the additional things uh, that we have that we can use to make change, to affect change. Uh, yes, we can protest, we can speak up and, 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 and have rallies and marches, but until we take ourselves to the polls and start voting in large numbers to say, I'm tired of this. I'm sick and tired of electing the same person and getting the same results or electing his sister or brother, you know, the cousin. We need to elect a new group of people who, and we need to start with our president of these United States, elect people who are going to treat people as human, view people as human beings rather than, you know, animals or, or, or whatever. We're not, Blacks are not asking for anything extra only thing we're asking to to do is be treated the same way you would treat your sister or brother as in the bible you know treat me like you would want to be treated yeah not treat me like i'm some outcast person i'm a human being treat me that way respect me that way if i'm coming home from work at night driving don't automatically assume that i'm a drug dealer don't automatically assume that I'm out to no good. If the person is white, you know, you don't seem to assume that he's up to no, he or she is up to no good. And I know you saw the video about the truck driver who was trying to deliver a product to the, uh, to, to the, uh, to, you know, exclusive neighborhood. Right. The neighbors came out and blocked and, you know, and I, I, I'm all for, you know, uh, Neighbors watching neighbors, neighborhood watch. But if that person had been a, a white person, would he have been treated the same way? No. 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 Mark, we got we still have a long way to go. We have a lot of work to do. And the Alabama NAACP is going to do everything we can to make sure that every person who's eligible to vote, they're registered, and then make sure that they get out to the polls in July and then again in uh, in, in November. Sir, I know you will. But I, Simonton, um, good to see you, brother. Good to talk to you. Glad you're yes, doing the work that you're doing. You're always welcome here on the show. And well, keep posted about some of the things you're working on, too, so that we can share with others and be sure people see it. I've always said that the strength of the NAACP is in the local branches and the state conference. Right. That's where exactly. the, work, the real work is taking place. My yep. good friend, Dick Gregory, as you know, used to always have a saying, 
when black folk get in trouble, they call two names, Jesus yeah, and NAACP. Right. Right. That's so right. so you, you're down there on the, in the battlefield, on the front line, especially being in Alabama, brother. So we pray your strength be careful. I hope you and your family remains healthy and protected. And then all your members, NAACP members, stay home and avoid this, this plague that is, right. that is going on. Okay, brother? All right. Thank you, Mark. We appreciate it. And let me give a shout out to Tara Foster who helped uh, set this up for me. She, uh, she's, uh, she worked very hard to get this done. So I appreciate it. And thank you. Well, no, I thank you. And, and God bless Tara too. She's doing important work and she's always talking about the work that you're doing too. So yes. please, please don't, she shouldn't have to work hard. You just let us know if we don't reach out to you first, if you need us, you let us know and we'll make it happen. Okay. All right. I appreciate it. Bernard Simonton, folks, is the president of the Alabama State Conference of the NAACP. God, you are our refuge. Send our ancestors to guard our doors. Cast out this virus from our communities and our bodies. Heal, bless, and protect everyone listening and their loved ones. Thank you for listening to Make It Plain and Get Woke. Remember to listen, like, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. If all minds are clear, it has been Made Plain. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.